Hi everyone, this is Nellie. Thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, Song, Scripture, and My Thoughts. Today is April 16th, 2023. Today's song recommendation is House of the Lord by Phil Wickham. It's been a while since I've mentioned that when we listen to these worship songs together, it would be nice if you could pause and pull the song up with lyrics and, and sing the song to God's ears as you praise and worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We must get in the habit of seeing him right in front of us and singing to just directly to his ears and forget even when you are in church and you are praising the Lord with everyone else in the church and you can hear everyone else, but tune them out and sing. And don't worry about who's listening to you, but sing directly to God's ears. You have an audience of one. And when you do that, the presence of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, He will hover over you and you are on holy ground. I don't know if you've experienced, I, I experience this quite a bit where the tears just flow down because I am worshiping the Lord and the Lord only. I don't care what I sound like. And I sing directly to God's ears. Today's scripture will be found in the book of Isaiah, chapter 25, verses 6 through 9. And then we will read Matthew, chapter 26, verse 29, and then jump over to Luke chapter 14 verses 16 through 24 and we will end in revelation chapter 19 verses 7 through 10 and 21 chapter 21 verses 1 through 4. today's message is titled a lavish banquet the day of the feast of the lord I've been mentioning that this was going to be one of the next messages coming up. And so today is the day. Let's hit, let's touch on this important banquet. I was uh, a part, I was listening to another podcast, actually just yesterday. And I could see that there are a lot of people still questioning if they're saved, not saved. And it's important for you to know that if the knowledge of who God is has reached your heart and you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead in that, in that act and you accept him as your Lord and Savior, he knows your heart, your born again heart. And once you make that commitment to him in your heart and believe in your heart, you are saved and you are sealed. So if you know someone that 
they say they were saved, but now they're just off doing their own thing and they have no respect for the Lord. They have completely left the faith. I will say that that person was probably never saved. And when you're not saved, you're not saved. God knows the heart and you know where you're at with God that no matter how many times you mess up or if you get mad at God for a certain amount of years or whatever, you're a lost sheep. But if you've made that commitment with the Lord, you, you could be mad at God. A lot of people get mad at God for whatever reason. Then they, they just don't want anything to do with God. But God knows your heart. And if you think that you weren't saved to begin with, rededicate your life to the Lord. Rededicate your life to the Lord. And mean it this time. And accept Him in your heart, with your whole heart. We're going to read about a banquet that Jesus talks about in a parable in Luke, where there are many invited. But then when the Lord is ready for the feast of the Lord, for his people to come and, and eat with him in his father's kingdom, these people weren't ready. And he goes and he tells the servants to go pick up the sinner. That's you and I. We don't want to keep... What did Jesus always tell people after he saved them? Stop sinning. Go and sin no more. We're never going to get it right. We're always going to say, Oh, why did I do that? But God doesn't kick you out. That's why he died on that cross for our sins. He doesn't kick you out. But he does say, go and sin no more. Before I get started in reading scripture, I want to tell you a little story about a guy, and I think I've mentioned this before in another podcast. I had a guy, I had a couple in my home. And the Lord was trying to, it, it, I, I was not, wanting this couple in my house and there were relatives I had I was afraid of them being in my house there was a fear there of not both of the people but one of the people and but my husband thought oh they need they need a place to stay for a couple of days it's okay I'll welcome them in and it'll be all right and I just could not lose this feeling of I literally was welcoming the devil in my house and it comes out either the day or the day after that that he says I hope and this is a guy that was constantly whipping out his phone and reading scripture and he'd been brought up in the Catholic Church and he had memorized a lot of scripture he knew who Jesus was and everybody that would hear him would be oh, like he really knows the Lord he's he's you know always reading scripture 
but you know what? So is the devil. <laughs> and I didn't want to, I, I, you can't help that feeling of when God gives you discernment. And it was the discernment of spirits because I did not want that guy in my house. Uh, and something had, he had said something at another home that my ears just went, oh no, this guy's not saved. And so anyway, he says in my house the day, the next day or the following day, I hope God gives me 15 minutes before he takes me. 15 minutes before I die, he said, so I can repent and give my life to him. Somewhere along those lines. And it was really no news, no news flash to me. This guy was lost. He had an evil spirit. And he said, now I'm not saying if you have this problem that you're not saved, but this guy needed 15 minutes to then dedicate his life to the Lord. He was an unsaved individual. He said he, he loved pornography and he didn't want anything to do with the Lord. He loved pornography. Said this right in front of his wife. He loved pornography and she knew. And I said, you can't mock God. He knows. We can't go around saying, oh, as long as God gives me 15 minutes before I die, I'll be okay. This person was mocking God. And you cannot mock God. He knows the heart. This couple isn't married anymore. Go figure. Thank God. But, and I don't want you to think that I came to this, you know, lightly because I always welcome people and I always want to bring people to the foot of the cross and, and to, to bring people into God's kingdom. But sometimes you get this, God gives us this, this discernment. And I did not feel comfortable at all. So we cannot mock God. But if you have a pornography problem and you have given your life to the Lord and you believe with your heart that, that he, was, he rose from the dead, you believe in the Son of God and everything that the Son of God did and you have a relationship with the Lord and you're in constant, constant repentance because of your problem, and you come to the foot of the cross every day because you can't seem to be delivered from that. God will deliver you from all your troubles if you continue with him daily. It doesn't happen like just like that. Because a lot of people get down on themselves. Oh, I, I had this problem and now I'm back at this problem. Oh, God doesn't want me anymore. God does want you. You don't lose your salvation because you fall back into temptation. The Holy Spirit 
is reminding you in your in that noggin of yours that you did wrong now if it takes you a few weeks to go oh i shouldn't have did that <laughs> your head knowledge hasn't reached your heart and you should probably we rededicate your life to the lord and make a, a and and be intentional about it because if it takes you that long to realize that you've fallen away that you've fallen into temptation there's something wrong still there but if in the same day or the next day oh lord you're you're just feeling so bad about it and you're just you're crying and you're just feeling so bad about it you are in a strong relationship with the lord and he picks us up each time he does not cast you out you do not lose your salvation he picks you up let's try again but he's going to tell you each time go and sin no more yes i died on the cross for your sins but don't take advantage of that and don't keep sinning don't want like this person he knows he's read about god he knows what god did for us on the cross but yet this individual if you haven't crucified yourself on the cross and your old self you've left your old self there and now you're a born again creation because that when you're truly saved you're a born again creation and that born again creation feels bad about what they do the mistakes they made but god reminds us that that's why his blood is constantly keeping us clean he knew we weren't going to get it right that's why he came that's why he came to save us so we could have salvation I hope I've made sense here because there's the one group where that one guy was in he was an unsaved individual he was he doesn't fall into once saved always saved because he said a few words have you ever been in service where at the very end they say you know if anybody wants to come to the Lord today say these words and the whole everybody say the words and the whole congregation is saying the words and then they're dismissed and these people walk out of the church oh I said those words so now I get to go to heaven because they're in church for a reason they they uh, they know they know the consequence of not believing in the Son of God that he is the way the truth and the life but words have to follow you know that to take seriously believe in your heart it's an intentional decision because if you're just saying words blankly you're, you're you know you're not there's a wall between what your words are and the throne of God and you you, you you're just following what the person at the pulpit is saying So anyway, I kind of rambled on there. I didn't mean to, but make no mistake. If you have confessed with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and, and that belief 
is in your heart and you repent from your sins. Repent. Repentance is key. Go and sin no more. And it's a relationship, a daily relationship with the Lord and mistakes and all. He's working on you every day, sanctifying you every single day. Well, Lord, help me to not do that anymore. And then, you know, that that pull is pulls you back into that same temptation. And you're like, Lord, I'm sorry. <sighs> Eventually, you will get there. Don't give up. Eventually, you will get there. And you will be able to be, <sighs> when the Lord returns, at that beautiful banquet that he talks about. So let's turn to the book of Isaiah. Chapter 25, we'll begin at verse 6. The Lord of hosts will prepare a lavish banquet for all peoples on this mountain. A banquet of aged wine, choice pieces with marrow, and refined aged wine. And on this mountain, he will swallow up the covering which is over all peoples, even the veil which is stretched over all nations. He will swallow up death for all time. And the Lord God will wipe tears away from all faces, and he will remove the reproach of his people from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. And it will be said in that day. Behold, this is our God for whom we have waited, that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. Pause. Let me tell you, if you haven't read the book of Isaiah, I encourage it. I've will forever encourage you to begin at the beginning because the story of Jesus Christ is from the beginning to the very end. And it starts to all make sense because you remember, oh, well, you can kind of, you can get confirmation by reading the whole entire Bible. It just makes more sense. Everything about God makes more sense. But the book of Isaiah is a powerful book. So God, he is going to prepare a lavish banquet for all the peoples on this mountain. <laughs> He's, when he comes back, oh, it's a party. And his people are going to come. And doesn't it sound like a lovely meal? Aged wine, top choices of meat with marrow. <laughs> I'm always trying to find that marrow because it's so healthy. And he is going to cover up, cover us, and he's going to swallow up death for all time. Oh, wipe away the tears. There will be no more death. And we will, we will be with the Lord that we've been waiting on. We've been waiting on the Lord. And it will be said in that day, Behold, this is our God for whom we have waited that he might save us. Key word in there, might. 
You don't want to bank on, a, on I might be saved. <laughs> Maybe I'm saved. He doesn't, unfortunately, save everyone. Doesn't scrub you clean in the, in, after you die and then take you up. If you're out there mocking God and you just want a few minutes just to get right with God in the end, mm -mm, you're not saved. God knows your heart. If it were me and I got mad at God, this has never happened to me. I was... I was brought up in the church and I was far, 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 far away from God. I had no relationship with the Lord. I didn't want one. I loved living the way I was living. And uh, if the Lord had taken me then, I would have went down. Just because I was baptized as a baby doesn't mean I'm saved. What Once saved, always saved. No. There's things like that that no. You know, I knew... When I got a new heart, a new creation, new, new birth, I knew. And then every single day, even though I don't get it right every single day, I know that I am a saved and sealed individual. No matter how many times I've gotten it wrong, I know I'm a saved individual. And I can honestly say to you that if my time had been up then, when I was the old self, I would have been not in a good place. I would not have dwelt in the house of the Lord forever. But thank God that he saved me. And I constantly, I will not be ashamed to say, he pulled me out of the pit. So, if you've been mad at God, for whatever reason, perhaps he's taken a loved one and you don't understand. And now you're, ah, I prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and God didn't save my loved one. Just because you pray and pray and pray to God in times of trouble, that doesn't necessarily mean you're saved either. A lot of people reach out and want, want God, help me, help me, help me. But they've never accepted the Lord into their life, into their heart, and believe in Him. And then they pray, 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 pray. God doesn't answer. Or, or God takes their loved one. And now they're really, really not going to ever pray again. There's probably two people that fall into that category. The true people that are saved, they just get mad at God. And God will eventually work on that person's heart. And they will come back. And they were never that person that truly believed in their heart. But if it were me, and for whatever reason, I left God because I was that mad, I would want to rededicate my life to the Lord. I wouldn't want to take any chances. <laughs> I, You know, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you're really grounded in your faith, really grounded, that no matter what happens, I've had some loved ones 
be taken and I prayed and prayed and prayed to God to heal them for miraculous healing and he he's taken the people it will never knock me off my face so I guess you just need for your own self to do the heart check you're still alive <laughs> you're still alive And if you've been getting it wrong or you've been a long lost sheep, God is in the habit of pulling you in, pulling you back, pulling you. You had to get this pull and he's pulling on you, pulling on your heartstrings. Come back. Why? Because you're sealed. God knows the heart. Let's go to Matthew chapter 26. And in Matthew, I I just this is the the dinner, the last supper that Jesus had with the 12. And he says something very interesting at the very end in verse 29. So we're at 26, and we're going to read verse 29. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. What wine is he talking about? The banquet the banquet the lavish banquet where he has the most you're not ever going to taste a wine better than that aged wine that God is going to drink with us when he returns this is the wine that Jesus is talking about there when he comes back and he gathers his people and it's going to be a lavish Banquet, the day of the feast of the Lord. In the song recommendation that I gave you, he calls out to it, the people that he's that he brings in are the sinners. We're going to read about it in turn your Bibles to Luke 14. And we will begin at verse 16. This is the parable of the dinner. But he said to him, A man was given a big dinner, and he invited many. And at the dinner hour he sent his slave to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is ready now. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first one said to him, I have bought a piece of land and I need to go out and look at it. Please consider me excused. Another one said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I am going to try them out. Please consider me excused. Another one said, I have married a wife and for that reason I cannot come. And the slave came back and he reported this to his master. Then. The head of the household became angry and said to his slave, 
go out at once into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and crippled and blind and lame. And the slave said, Master, what you commanded has been done, and still there is room. I want to pause right there. So God said, go out and collect the poor and crippled, blind and lame. And the slave tells Jesus, they're already here. They weren't too busy for you. They are here for the lavish bank banquet. They didn't miss the boat. They weren't too busy. They did not say they needed to be excused. And the slave said, at the very end there, he says, and there is, there's still room. Can you imagine? There's still room. <laughs> there's still room. If the people knew who he was, there would be no room. It would be so full that there people would be, they'd have to extend, they'd have to keep, they'd have to make room for all the people if they knew who he was and the banquet that he was giving was the lavish banquet of the day of the Lord. And the master said to the slave, go out into the highways and along the hedges and compel them to come in so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my dinner. Pause. Ooh, yikes. None of those that were invited will taste the dinner. That means they're not going to be on that mountain of God. They didn't make it in. All those people. So in, in the, we're actually going to go to a different account because he, he calls, well, maybe we don't have to. If you listen to the song, all the people that he, you know, that are in the, uh, the highways and along the hedges, that's you and me. The people that wouldn't generally be invited to over to this the the all the people that didn't make it in we probably wouldn't get an invitation to their dinners <laughs> because god is looking for people that that want to be with him for eternity that's why he came so that we could be saved from our mess and have a relationship with him so he could so we could be reconciled back to the father through the blood of jesus 
And for those that are living life, uh, well, I said some words in church, but I'm just going to go on about my life. And they never do anything. <laughs> God knew you didn't mean those words. I fear people fall for that. There was one time I was in church and I had already said to the Lord, I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth that you are the Son of God. I, I just confess it, I confess it, I confess it. I, I say it out loud. And I believe in my heart that you are the Son of God. I believed in my heart. I had been transformed. I had been born again. But I was in church with my sister and her husband. And at the very end, it was the altar call. You know, and raise your hand. All eyes closed, raise your hand. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this in public. Even though everybody's eyes are supposed to be closed. And I raised my hand. And I meant it when I raised my hand. And I said the words again in the house of the Lord. So I often wonder where, what people's, uh, what they're going through when they're in there. I mean, sometimes it takes a lot to get a person into church. And I have been with a non-believer in church. He was just there to try to uh, win someone over. It wasn't me. I, you know, I was just witnessing this. He he was in the and I thought, oh Lord, don't let his, don't let your word come back void on this individual because I really want him to be saved. And I was just praying for him. I can't remember if he said the words at the end. I doubt it. I don't know. And. But there are a lot of people that finally make it into the church. And we can't we can't miss the opportunity to really get them right, you know, on the right path. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, but now repentance. Fall down on your knees and ask God, help me. Help me. I believe. Now help me because I don't know what to do now. And he will help you. This person that I just talked about, evidently now he's with another person that's another Christian. <laughs> and I, the Lord is just, you know, what are the chances, right? He was with the Christian. She had him in church and now he's with another Christian and that Christian has him in church. <laughs> and God has this pull on him. How? What are the odds? And he he comes. His immediate family are Hindus. God has a purpose and a plan for this guy. And one day, one day, I I pray for him, and I believe that he will be a born again 
believer. Born again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's go to Revelation chapter 19, verses 7 through 10, says this. Let's see. Lost my place here. Because I had read at the very end of verse 1 as I was looking for verse 6, it says, Hallelujah! I <laughs> just, salvation and glory and power belong to our God. Hallelujah! Okay, verse 6. Well, we'll actually start at verse 7. Not 6, 7. Marriage of the Lamb. Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen, bright and clean. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of God. Pause. I'm just going to stop at 9. Change my note here, 7 through 9. Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Blessed are those. And we are the, the bride of the groom. And what does he do? What does he say? We are clothed. Our clothes are bright and clean like fine linen. If you're out there messing up, you can't seem to get it to, to get your life on track. God can help you. And because of your relationship with the Lord on the daily, He sees your tears, He sees your struggle, He sees your fight, He sees how discouraged you can get. He's catching all your tears because he knows you're trying. He knows. But guess what? Your clothes are white. Your clothes are white. Hallelujah. You're sealed. You are sealed. You are sealed. No matter how many times you mess up, you are saved. You are sealed. God knows your heart. God knows your heart. Maybe talking to you, somebody that maybe watched porn last night and now they just feel so bad and they are just 
really upset with themselves. God will fix you. If you have your eyes fixed on Jesus and your heart, you're in constant repentance. You're not like this person that, oh, my husband thought it would be okay that they came into my house. They had no remorse. They had no remorse whatsoever. They loved what they were doing. They just wanted 15 minutes. God, God could just, you know, for them to just fall on the knees and say, I'm sorry. Uh-uh. If you watched something last night, because man, I'm talking about this because, oh. <sighs> Children are watching this. It's just everywhere. And God is, God is with you. If you want to think of it this way, God sees everything we're seeing. He hears everything we're hearing. That gives me a, a good dose of <laughs> reeling myself. You know, I don't even want to watch a dirty commercial or uh, anymore. A lot of the shows that I used to like, I don't like anymore because it's like, oh, why did I even, you know, watch that? I, I have, this is the Holy Spirit sanctification in me. I never had a problem with any of that, but I don't want to see it ever because you can't unsee something. <laughs> Ah, you can't unsee it. Be sitting there watching a a, a TV show, and 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 two men will there will be a commercial, and two men are kissing. Ah, I'd rather not watch TV. I always try to say, Lord, help those people, deliver them from that evil. God can do it. God can deliver anybody from any lifestyle, from any addiction, from any sin. But that might help you if you know you can't unsee it and you know that the Holy Spirit is in you and the Holy Spirit, you're now subjecting the house of the Lord, which you are the temple, to watch something like that. Might get you to the point where you don't want to watch that anymore because... You don't want to put the Holy Spirit in that position to grieve the Holy Spirit. We'll turn to 21 verses 1 through 4 says this, the new heaven and earth. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth passed away and there is no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will, there will no longer be any death. 
there will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. Pause. In verse 2, I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven. Listen, guys, the earthly Jerusalem isn't God's Jerusalem. His Jerusalem comes down with a people. That people coming down out of heaven, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem. And we are invited. We are invited to the lavish banquet on the holy mountain of God. We are invited. We are invited. So why did I get into all of that today? <laughs> uh, the, to, to be clear, if, if you're out there mocking God, taking advantage, you're not, you're not saved. You're not saved because you said some words. You may disagree with me, and that's okay. But there are so many warnings in the Bible about being ready. And so many times Jesus said, stop sinning. But he also talks about the lost sheep, that he will go after that one person that, that's gone astray. And he wouldn't go after a person that had gone astray if that person wasn't sealed. I wouldn't dwell and dwell and dwell on the situation as, oh, if I, am I saved, not saved? You know, and God certainly does. He knows the heart. He knows if you're a true believer in him and you are sealed. And like I said earlier, if it were me and I straight away, I would certainly rededicate my life to the Lord. I think it's beautiful that people really want to learn about God. It's trying times for sure. Ugh, so much evil in the world. And a lot of people are focused as, oh, this is the end times. Certainly getting closer to that. And we certainly don't want to be too busy for the Lord. May I be excused? It's time to get right with God. It's time to get right with God. And He, He will clean you up. Once you, once you, are born again like Jesus told Nicodemus you must be born again Paul Apostle Paul covers it a lot the old self has to be crucified to the cross 
the old man, the old woman has to die. Because our flesh and our spirit are in constant battle. It's a battleground in the house of the Lord. And sometimes we fall into the temptations of sinning. But the spirit is walking in step with the spirit of God. It's, it's, there's a war going on, but you know what? If you are walking with the Lord, pretty soon you, you're not going to be falling for the devil's shenanigans and falling into temptation and other things. Because the Holy Spirit is within you. The Spirit of God wins and sanctifies you. And you need to hear today that your clothes are white. That's why Jesus died on the cross for us. For our past, our current, and our future sins. But if we go into each day with a heart of repentance and say to him, Help me to do better today, Lord. I'm sorry. Help me to do better today. Not because we're losing our salvation, but because we, we love our Lord so much that we want to do better. We want to do better. His blood has sanctified us. And we are getting, what was that? Let's turn back to Revelation, sorry. In Revelation where he says, the, and I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned to her husband. He is making us ready day by day, sanctification, purification. He is, we are his bride. We are his bride. And what do we wear to a marriage if we're, if we're, if we're clean? White. <sighs> Don't fear that you've lost your place. And if you're out there, like I said, I hope I've explained everything right. You might not be right with the Lord if you're like that person that my husband left, led in the house. He was not saved. He grew up in church. He went to church. He went to church school. He was not saved. I hope he is now. I don't know. But you can't mock God. But precious people, If that belief has reached your heart and you know your place with the Lord, you are sealed and nothing you can do can break that seal. Absolutely nothing. Earlier I had mentioned that I wanted to refer to a different account on the parable of the marriage feast and I'm going to go ahead and add that really quick because the book of Matthew adds a little more information. 
So after he tells the slave to go out into the the uh, streets and gather together, the uh, he's to go out to the main highways and uh, as many as you find there invite to the wedding feast. So this account in Matthew 22, verse 10 says, Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered together all they found, both evil and good, and the wedding hall was filled with dinner guests. And in verse 11, he says, Jesus says, But when the king came in to look over the dinner guests, he saw a man there who was not dressed in wedding clothes. And he said to him, Friend, how did you come in here without wedding clothes? And the man was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, and throw him into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. Pause. So somehow somebody got in, and because Jesus knows the heart, he goes to this one person, and he says, friend, how did you come in here without wedding clothes? <sighs> he throws them out. He throws them out. This person... Might have thought they were saved, but they weren't saved. His clothes weren't clean. Or maybe he thought, well, he knew of the, the banquet of the Lord and wanted to be included. And so he went in. But God knew that that person's heart had not been right with the Lord. And so he got booted out of there. So if you know someone that you, you, you fear they might not be right with the Lord, it's not too late. But for those of us, and I'm not going to keep repeating myself here. Again, Lord, the Lord knows the heart. And he died to make our clothes white, those that believe in him, that confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in their heart that God raised him from the dead. And they believe, believe, believe. They are born again believers, true believers, saved and sealed. And again, nothing we do can ever separate us from the Lord. He will, and he promises, never leave us nor forsake us. I, I feel as though this person that I talked about earlier that was in my house would be one that he thought he could get in, but his clothes were filthy. And God said no get out but for us that we had to be included in this feast with our lord who we've been waiting on 
<laughs> I can't wait. What a feast that will be. Hallelujah. I hope I haven't fumbled my words. I hope this message has made sense. So I'll go ahead and end here. All the glory to God. All the glory to God. All the glory and honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, whom I am waiting for. I am part of his bride. Praise the Lord. All the glory to God. Much love to all. Until next time. Bye.